This episode of the Go Heads podcast is brought to you by SOS Culture. All graphic tees are now 20% off and hoodies and flags are now available. Click the link at the top of the description or head over to sosculture.myshopify.com. That's sosculture.myshopify.com. Follow their socials at sosculture.co to stay up to date with their latest drops and designs. Use the promo code GHP at checkout to get 10% off your order. That's code GHP. Now, back to the Go Heads podcast. Happy uh, New Year, Sabres fans, hockey fans of all teams. Feliz Ono Novo to all our fans in Brazil. Shout out to you guys. Uh, it's a new year for the Go Heads podcast, our first full calendar year, and uh, we're ready to get started. Tony, how was, yeah. uh, how's your new year going? You know, uh, we're about 11 hours in, and I woke up at 6 a.m., you know, trying to set a new schedule for myself. Went to the gym early, and I'm facing the repercussions right now. I'm pretty exhausted. I'm two Red Bulls deep, and I'm ready to go. <laughs> it's a long year, man. It's been a long one. Um, for the Sabers, especially who have not won, this is a true. This is a true stat. They have not won in 2023. Yeah, is that a problem? At what point does this become a problem? <laughs> um, you know what? After a six-game win streak, a loss was due. I didn't think we were going to reach ten because that only happens with the best of coaching. Um, we'll never see that elite coaching again but um just kidding but uh that Ottawa game we'll get to it but there's a lot of good to talk about beforehand it was a uh it was a tough game to watch but we'll we'll uh get back to it let's talk about uh the Boston Bruins game which I think uh it it was probably the top it's a top five game for the new era Sabres I'd say yeah that's been going around and I don't know how anyone could disagree coming back from a we never score with the net empty ever no, ever ever doesn't feel like unless it. we're down two and we score one of them we have we never score i mean the fact we came into boston td gardens and came out with two points pretty incredible i uh i was in a car for most of the game so i was watching it on my phone and uh, it was 2-1. I headed into a store, and I get the notification that we're now down 3-2. to two. And I go, yep, that was kind of expected. Boston's, you know, Boston. Uh, I think we were won one of the last 18 games against Boston. So wasn't really expecting to get any points. in four years. Yeah, so. But, you know, we uh, we leave with two points. Uh, the Let's talk about that ending in the third period. Darlene, who should win the Vesna. Let's not talk about the Norris, where he he makes the save of the year, where Pasternak tries just floating in the empty net. Kind of Darlene's just kind of standing there. But that play for him and Tuck, that that's that's coaching right there too. But uh the chemistry to be able to just shoot that thing down the ice, avoid the icing, tuck with the drop pass to cousins, and that ties it going into uh into overtime. That was uh that was pretty awesome. Yeah, a little off-speed, a trickler in, 
Nice little dirty goal to tie the game. Um, yeah, I, the goalie should have had that one. I'm not going to lie, but it's fine. It's fine. He didn't. He honestly didn't. I can say that. But, um, yeah, it was a great game, and I think Boston played really good. They look like a really good team, and we look like a really good team. And I think if we're going to talk about the Senators and why we lost, I think a lot of it, we were tired. We just played the best team in the league. It was a 30-hit. Boston threw, threw 30 hits. We threw 27 hits. So it was a very physical game, playoff-like game. And we preview. Won. For, uh, and we've gone March, and um, as as superstars played, everyone we needed to play played. Tuck had four points. Cousins had two. Thompson had a goal. Skinner had a goal. Yeah, Pasternak got that first one for the the Bruins, and Tage Thompson said, "You are not catching up to me in the goal leaderboard." So then he had to go score one himself. Highlight reel, of course. How else would Tage Thompson score? And then going into the second, didn't Skinner score? Skinner did not have a goal. Who got Somebody the second goal? Somebody made that up. Who got the second goal? Tuck on that breakaway. You're right. Tuck yeah. had that breakaway early in the second period, made it 2-1, and then it was 2-1 pretty much uh, right until up until the last. made it 2-2. Yeah, yeah. That exactly <laughs> that. Pretty much until the middle of the third, it was 2-1. And it was a really tight game, and it was exciting. It was a fun game to watch. It was. We'll talk like regardless of the outcome. I think it was still a great game. Sicko. (laughs) (laughs) He lays Taylor Hall out into a referee, which was great. That bad of a hit. I don't know why Clifton went at him like that. Clean hit. Who cares? It's. Hayden Krebs has never had a professional fight. I don't know what he does in the streets, but <laughs> in, in uh, the WHL, I think he played, in the AHL, and obviously the NHL has never had a fight. And then fights Clifton. He, I wouldn't say he won, but he, he put lost. in a good effort. He lost bad. But <laughs> he was a little bloody. Yeah. You, don't get point, you don't win the game from fighting, but you can fire up your team, and I think he definitely did that. As you could see, the, I'm sure that everyone's seen the gift by now. We don't have to reenact it, but fantastic. Great for the locker room. What a great franchise game, I think. I think you'll look to that game. As we sit in the standings in January, we're three games above 500. That's that's never, that's never been a thing in January. Usually by now we're dead. Yeah. We're usually talking about lottery five pick. To look at. Yeah. Which this would be a fun lottery race to be in. But um but beggars can't be choosers and we're an above five hundred team now. And we will not be part of the Connor Bedard race, no matter how bad. Yeah, let's quickly talk about uh that Connor Bedard guy. Uh 18 points in four games right now in the World Juniors for Canada. Obviously leading the point board. He has 10 more points than Logan Stankoven, who is second with eight points, which is crazy. Um, six goals, 12 assists. That's some freak shit in four games. So He's 17 years old. Yeah. There, he's not he, adult and he's doing this. Yeah, he, he is – he will be the face of the league in no time. Um, 
But, yeah, the Sabres have some prospects in this tournament. Um, Isaac Rosine and Noah Osland are playing for Sweden, and Yuri Kulik is playing for Czech. So They right started now, hot, too. Uh, Kulic had a hat-trick in the game, and, but that's all he's got right now. He's got three goals, no assists, three points. Rosine's got two goals, two assists, point per game, and the juniors isn't anything to scoff at, but – Nothing franchise-breaking with them, I would say, as of right now. I mean, you don't need them to be anything franchise-altering. We have a plethora of uh, of young talent coming in and out of the pipeline at all times, it seems. Yeah, you can't help but look at these like prospects and kids and just be excited and look at the team you're already getting now on the ice. So we got to – it's going to be a crazy next couple of years. Definitely see how Kevin puts next this puzzle this together. Year, this year's going to play out crazy. We're we're a fringe playoff team right now, I think. Yeah. Um 6 points behind with the with the game in hand as of right now. That's the Rangers, correct? Pittsburgh. Okay. Pittsburgh has yeah. the bottom wild card with um forty four points. Um, yeah, losing to the Senators stings though. It really does because we're, I, we're comfortable to say now that we're the we're the better team. We feel we're the better team. I mean, you're first in the league in goals a game. You feel like you're the better team walking into every game. You you, you have to, and obviously um, as of recording last night. Against the Senators, we just came up flat. Goalies played good. Forsberg played good. Craig Anderson played really good. If it wasn't for the empty netter, the save percentage would look a lot better. But just didn't have the legs under him. Top line wasn't going. Kids line, we'll talk about that. They separated the kids line. They benched the kids line. Um, I don't know how much we read into that because of how young they are, but I'll I'll ask you your take on on this. Do we keep them together? Do we uh, separate them? What do we do? See, it's like I I love Paterka and Quinn, and I think the chemistry with Cousins, if they keep them together, will be something special in the next couple of years. It's already something special now, but they're kids. They're 19, 20, so it's tough to say they're rookies. And it's just tough having a super young team because you can't really scratch them for, like, a veteran or someone who's going to make an impact. I mean, we got right now Rasmus Asplund sitting in the press box with Vinny Hinostroza, and those two haven't really found their game this season given their small opportunities, I'd say. But Vinny found his game. He came in – I mean, He came in hot, but he's been he's been uh, not fantastic since. But uh, it – I think it's, you it's, can separate the kids' line now, and it's always something you can go back to. Like, they're going to have cold streaks and hot streaks because they are so young, like 20, 20, 21. That's how old all three of them are. You are you can't lean on them for the rest of our 40-plus game season. 44 games we have left. You can't anticipate them being as good as they are all the time, all the time. Like. You and there's not many people they can play with to, like, enhance their game, let's say. Like, obviously, Cousins is 
having a fantastic year, but if you separate that line, who's their center? Is it Casey Middlestat, who has had a very up and down season, mostly down, but and I then, mean, uh, who, we got Tyson Jones, but unless Karen Quinn on the top line or Paterka on the top line to try him out a few games. I mean, I know we've already done that. We've had Middlestat and Paterka on the top line with Thompson, but I don't think that was the line to throw out there. I, you could put a Jack Quinn on a line with Tuck and Thompson, and that might be really good for Quinn mm-hmm. with the four checking Tuck and, and Tage Thompson. I, I mean, I don't know, but I don't know if you can play them together when they're as cold as they are right now. I mean, yeah, I don't think Jackson just had a huge game against Boston. Strip, we didn't even talk about the overtime goal, which we should have, because mm-hmm. Patrice Bergeron has the puck in our zone, and Cousins strips him and takes it down for a two-on-one, finds Alex Tuck, and Tuck calls game. Like, huge play from your number two center, hopefully for the next six, seven years you want to sign him for, which we need to get on, by the way. I would like to do that sooner rather than later. Yeah, I thought Cousins was uh, the guy due for an extension last offseason. I thought it was going to be given to him, not Samuelson or Thompson even. But uh, thank God we got that Thompson deal done. But um, I someone yeah. asked me this. Do you think Thompson is going to be like the ceiling for cap? Like you know how some teams have a guy who gets paid this amount and nobody gets paid more than them. him? Absolutely not. That is with the cap speculating to go up as much as it's supposed to in the next few years, even though I know it's not going up a large amount this offseason. Um, no, he's criminally yeah, he's- underpaid. Um, I think Cousins will be paid more than Tage Thompson, given the fact of what other guys around his age are getting. But um, I don't know. There's, I, I don't. He's the guy. Like Tate Thompson is our guy. Like, would he? Yeah, be... but it's very known that he's criminally underpaid by like a good four million a season. So, no, I don't think he'll be. It's not like Nashville where it's like Roman Yossi was like they're not paying Forsberg as much as Yossi or more than Yossi. I know right. that's an, a team to compare it to, but um, yeah, that's. I mean, back to that. Uh. Overtime yeah, goal. Talking about Cousins and re-signing him and his overtime goal, but um, yeah, I don't know what we do about that line. I really don't, because when they're good, they're the best in the league. Like they were putting up, they were the best line analytically in the league for a for that string of games. Yeah, it's tough to move pieces around when you got like. A very dead third line. Um, like Middlestad and Olsen don't really provide much at 5v5. They're more of like a special teams boost. And honestly, Olsen on special teams hasn't done anything as of recent unless I'm missing something. But I'm not trying to shit on the guy. He's a fantastic hockey player. I just don't think... He's still he's fourth on the team in goals. He's got thirteen goals this year. He's on pace for on pace. He's on he's on pace for twenty plus goals. So he's still a twenty plus goal scorer. But as of recent, when's the last game he scored in? Like I, I don't even I don't even tell you. Yeah, I mean, but, um, 
split up the second and third line and hopefully get a jolt from Olofsson. I don't know how. I, I think mean, Olofsson's I'm... a perfect player for a bad team. The Sabres are trying to be a good team, so they need guys who can like kind of do it all. I think if you put Olufsen on a on a really good team now, I think if you put him on a on a Dallas or you put him on a on a Edmonton, I think he's a I think he's a consistent goal scorer. He's gonna score goals. That's his thing. We're I just, just doesn't I just don't think he fits our mold anymore or our plan I don't think he or fits our build. I, I don't think he fits with Middlestat and, and Jost. Jost yeah. is a great player and I and I'm thrilled we picked him up, but I think Olafson thrives with the best talent on the team just because of his of his fit. You yeah, someone put him with a dry sidle. Put him with put him on uh, Edmonton, flip him for uh Pugliarvi. He's just not getting his shot, his his looks at the net that he he, he needs to be the the Victor Golifson of of the Eichel era. Yeah. So, yeah. I think uh I'm surprised if we see some um because we got um Washington coming up on Tuesday. Washington is twenty one thirteen and five. We got them coming up. Tuesday, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some lines moved around. Yeah, um, I'm kind of curious when uh, Aspland will get his uh, chance again. Uh, as far as someone to get scratched, I think the first you got to look at is Paterka or Quinn, which is tough to say because I really want these guys scratched. to play. I really do. I, I don't want them to, but I think I just there's something about like the refusal to like I don't think they're going to scratch Yost. I think Yost has been very good for this team. He's definitely accepted his role. Krebs has been proving he can take his role. Gergensen's not Poso or like Staples. They have the A or in the C. So I don't think they're going anywhere. So it kind of comes down to Olafson, who I don't think will be scratched just because it's Olafson. Um, middle stat hasn't been scratched where in times where he should be and right now his game's picking up so I doubt he would be and then they're not who else is there? It just comes down to those kids. So which is tough because I, I really like uh Asplund obviously not having the year he wants but also not given the opportunity. So it's it's hard to tell. And uh I just yeah I, it's just hard having Olsen Middlestad play every game when they I don't think they should be, but it's you got to get rid of someone. And from their tendencies as afar, I think it's going to be one of the kids who sit, which is fine. They like there should be games where they sit in the press box, get pissed. I mean, I bet they look they don't look happy being stapled to the bench in the third period. So when they like pan over to the bench, and you'll see them like just like shrugging down with a fist of their chin, just. I wouldn't be happy. They shouldn't be happy. They're not playing to their caliber, but they're also rookies. So you gotta kind of like give them. Eh, you you gotta make them, I guess, learn. I don't know. I'm not a coach. Well, yeah. I mean, you're not expecting the perfect rounded hockey player when you're 20 years old, but you don't want to be a liability when you're on the ice. And I wouldn't call them a liability last night. Um, the Ottawa game I'm referring to. Or even of late when they've been cold, they're not like a liability out there. Like it's, but you want them producing and you want them succeeding. And if they're not, I I do agree that if we are scratching somebody, I don't think it's going to be Krebs. 
because I think they want to keep that Krebs, uh, Akpos, or Jorgensen's line together because they're they're a great line. They they rely on them. It seems they're out at every start of the period. They get more shifts than any other line. They get more shifts than the than the kids line was ever getting, just because of the presence they bring and that hard hard nosed hockey they bring. I think Krebs matches that whole four checking line great, and I think if he can heat up i think that fourth line is going to be one of our best lines. i think it's i think it's it's on the on the sheet it's the fourth line but they're they're really the third line um by the minutes they play honestly maybe even the second but i feel like they're always out there i mean i think don knows like olsen and middlestat should be getting like the least amount of time but um he, well, he gives gotta, them that time. You got to gotta lean, lean on some sort of stability and, and experience. Yeah. Who's the guy who's been here forever? Samgis Gergensen's Kyle Ocos. Latvian locomotive. What a goal last night. Yeah, he had a great goal. Great feed from Samuelson, too. That was all star Zemgis Gergensen's right there. 2014 prime. He he did the goal Darlene was going for like several times last night. Darlene could have had three. I'm surprised he didn't. I am very surprised Darlene didn't at least get a goal last night. He was very confident. He looked very good. He was he at least like twice, like coast to coast. There should have been a penalty shot that one time. We got the five on three where we did nothing with it. Um, yeah, that's frustrating. Yeah, and uh, I don't want to. Obviously, shit on the guy, but Tage Thompson, I'd say past couple games, like his game hasn't looked top tier elite. He's still a great player. His goal against Boston was huge, but uh, just some little things like you, you kind of don't even Rob Ray called it out. And when when Rob Ray's calling you out, it's probably uh, telling him to get hard, his feet moving. Yeah, he, he just yeah. he's looked a little just. There's just some times where it's like, okay, he's got, he's still not perfect. He's got some things to work on. Is he a fantastic hockey player? By all means, but he's not perfect. And uh, yeah, there's I just mean, moments where it shows. He's coming off that that ten game or ten day break from the blizzard, which we didn't talk yeah. about. It there was a blizzard. Um, they're coming yeah, off a back to back best team in the league where it was a playoff like game. It really was like the speed and the hitting and it was it was a, it was a fun game. And um yeah, he's 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 not he hasn't put up I think he's got one goal in the last 3 games. That's it. No points cuz he didn't do he did not score against the Red Wings and we won 6-3, which we don't talk about because our, every Eichel game that we won, Eichel had to the Eichel era. He had to score or he had to set up the goals. If he didn't score and he didn't produce, we didn't win. We won a game without our best center scoring at all, and we won six three. It's like, nice to have depth. It's it's very nice. It's you can't hate Eichel because he was given nothing. I hate that we keep talking about him, but it's it's well, something to, to look back to to compare it to. It's but it's been your last. It's been our experience the past like seven years. So it explains it's all like, we really have why we're here like why are we in this mm-hmm. position yeah shout out jason bottle um yeah 
drafted Dylan Cousins and Matias Samuelson. So, can't hate the guy. He knew what he he, he had to know a little bit what he was doing. He was a Did you hear man. that uh that uh rumor something came out. I don't remember who said it, but uh in the draft for Middlestat, the Sabres staff all the staff for the management side of things were all on um, uh, Martin Natchez, and uh, he went to Carolina, and that was their guy. That's who they were going to take. And Jason Botterill took an audible by himself, just chose to take Casey Middlestat, which – I mean, come on. At the time, that was – At the time, it wasn't something to hate. Casey Middlestat was great. That's World Juniors like, MVP, Casey Middlestat. But that comes to show, like, you see, like – you see, was it Jerry Fortin crying at the draft, talking about Kevin Adams? Like these, we have very skilled people in our office, like analytics now, and all those guys. So, and like the draft picks we've had the past couple of years have been all like great. I mean, as far, but just knowing that like he made that pick on his own and didn't listen to the people who were giving him like all this information and they do this for a living. Just it, it, he saw him in that Bills, that Bills hockey jersey and he just couldn't resist. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't either. Mm-hmm. I was at that game. That was uh, five did years he, ago. It was five score, years ago the date. Didn't he score like a crazy goal? No, what's wrong? Yeah. That, no, he had three assists in the outdoor game, but that was uh, – he did have a crazy goal – in Key Bank Center, I think, before that. So, Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about where we've come as a front office, I mean, you don't see a lot of people cry at a draft because they feel so overwhelmed with joy that their new boss lets them do their jobs. I mean, yeah, yeah. You, we hate dwelling on the old stuff, but... I think it's a good comparison to where we are now, and I don't have any real complaints now. We have, we definitely have um, gaps in our game that are visible, but if we know them and we can see them, so can the front office. Like, if we're talking about it, I'm sure they're talking about it. They get paid to do it. We don't. Um, <laughs> the goal, yeah. the goal for the season was not to make the playoffs. I mean, obviously that's something you want to do, but it's not It's not your, like, number one goal. It's Their goal for the season was to improve of, off of last season, take the momentum, use it this year, which it has. I mean, this team is clearly better than they were last year, even though they ended the season at this, like, incredible rate. But overall, the whole season this year is – since our losing streak? Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I forgot what the exact number was with Matias Samuelson in the lineup compared to without, but it's a crazy number. Um, so, yeah, shout-out Jason Botterill again for Matias Samuelson. Uh, Matias Samuelson's just a big child. Like, every time something happens, he's jumping up and down like a seven-year-old, but you love to see it. Yeah, I saw just that in the, after the Boston game. He was just, like, grabbing people and, like, jumping. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, like – Compared to years past, there's a lot of right now. Like, 
I remember going on Twitter a couple years ago and seeing Justin Falk and Evander Kane fist fighting at practice. And now it's oh now we got Matias Samuelson jumping like a baby on the Jack ice. Jack and... breaking a stick over his knee on his birthday. <laughs> we oh my god! Like just the amount, like where where we are from where we were is night and day. We're above five hundred in January. Come on. And we're we're one of the best scoring – we're the best scoring team in the NHL. Yeah, before last night. Our first-line center who's in the who's in the Rocket Richard race. We're in the Norris race. We're in the Calder race, I think, always. Yeah. In the race, at least, not leading. Oh, my God, I'm looking at the goal stats right now. Ovi is tied for third with 26 goals. Thompson has 27. Yeah, he came. He's coming back out of nowhere. He will. Uh, he will definitely break that uh, Wayne Gretzky record. It's just a matter of when. And uh, at his age, pulling this off is is incredible. We talked about it when he broke the record, but this is just amazing to see. And then, did you see he took a picture with all the Montreal Canadiens mothers on a mother's trip? No, he didn't. He did. <laughs> it was just a picture of him with all the Montreal moms. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he's he's a superstar. I mean, you know how weird it's going to be in a few years to watch the Capitals play without Alex Ovechkin? The Penguins without Crosby and Malkin. The league's coming for a huge shift soon. You got Bedard and all these guys coming in next year, and then you've only got like two, three, two, three years after that with Ovi and Crosby. I mean, Bedard, uh, Crosby. I mean, we're watching Connor McDavid do what, he, do what he's doing. We have all these – there's always a changing of the guards. And then Bedard on Chicago will just be the cherry on top. <laughs> that won't be rigged. I, I think Bedard in Chicago is – it's all so – All they have to do is put the jersey on them at this point. Yeah. It's it's already said and done. I mean, Anaheim even – so crazy, though. Yeah, but it's not the market that Bettman wants Bedard in, so it, it won't happen. It they'll get a they'll get a nice player, maybe like an Adam Fantilli, but um. Yeah, he's going to an original six team. That's crazy. Yeah, he has to. Uh, it makes sense. I'd rig it too. Probably not. Did you but... see on on Twitter they someone did a mashup of the Screaming Eagle logo, the Capitals logo, and the Blackhawks logo? I have not. They did a mashup, and it's awesome. So if the I can't really I, picture that in my head, but I'd imagine. I love I mean, that Capitals logo. Oh my god, seeing Ovechkin in it now is something else with his gray hair compared to when he was eighteen. I I want to, you know the website DHGate. I'm uh, I'm sure. Yeah, we've the, all heard of the it. Jersey. I, I want to buy a bunch of the a few of the reverse retros. I'm not a fan of most of them, but the Boston one. The Pooh Bear, come on. That was an elite jersey matchup the other night. I thought we were going to get not, smoked. Yeah, that Boston's uh, reverse retro, I think, is uh, top three, maybe top five. I but. think our um our blue jerseys are really good, too, and our away jerseys are really nice, too. I think we have the best away we jerseys really in the good, league. We have really good uniforms, and as long as we keep this goat head around for three years we have it for as our alternate, at least – Mm-hmm. It's literally undefeated, and it scored six goals every time. 
It's satanic yeah. at this point. Like, how many times are we going to do it before the league intervenes? Yeah. Uh, so when's it going to be announced that it's just the full-time logo? No, I don't want it the full-time. I just there's some. I just have that Maybe feeling that it's going to – I don't know. We had – like, that's the – per like – if someone told you five years ago when we were wearing navy blue with sweat stains that in a few years we would be royal blue again and we'd have the goat head as a third, you'd take it and never look back. I don't want to go full red and black. I'll say it. I love the goat head, but our classic jerseys are just so nice. I can't. I'm not saying to get rid of them. I'm just, they could still be in the alternate, but Where I think the just the amount of for that. Yeah, I mean, we're already almost halfway through the season. We've worn them four times. I think it's uh, I think we should be wearing them on the road too. If there's like a team with like a reverse retro that has like white, like Boston, for example, we should have wore the go heads. That would have been fun. That would have been a lot of fun. I don't fun. know if we can. I don't know all the rules behind the, whatever that would know. be. Who knows? All the licensing agreements. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, jumping off topic a bit, we will talk about um, our goaltending situation. Because right now, we have a young goalie who is playing pretty good. He wasn't yeah. playing too good, but he's playing really good now. And he's keeping us in games. And he, we didn't even we didn't even mention his name in Boston. And now I feel like an asshole. Yeah. Because yeah, I... we killed off a five-on-three before we scored the tying goal. Didn't J.J. Paterka take a four-minute? Yeah, high stick. I, I missed it, and I heard Labushkin uh, got his uh, ridiculous penalty that he was due for. So, And you passed yeah. on his head. We killed it off, and we tied the game in one. And I, I can't believe we didn't even mention his name. But, yeah, he's playing great, and I have no complaints with him. But the problem is Eric Comrie is now healthy to play. Yeah. Um, this was kind of like, I don't think like anyone really expected Lukanen to like turn it up, um, but he did. And now it's time to like, how do we approach this? Like, do we keep Comrie right now is uh, in Rochester doing a conditioning stint. So he's not like, he didn't have to go through waivers to play there or anything. He's not really like part of their team. He's just conditioning, which the NHL allows. So eventually he's going to have to either come back and play for this team, which involves the Sabres having to take a roster spot for, let's say, Craig Anderson, which I think is the good way to approach it. Or they risk putting Comrie on waivers and send him to Rochester, which I don't, I don't know. Waivers. I don't, I don't either. He's at a very cap fair cap hit, but he's got two years, but – I don't think that there's definitely some teams that could afford that who need him. Goaltending is rough this year all around the league. So any chance someone gets, they're probably going to take it. Let's talk about um, uh, Linus Hallmark. Tell him that. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad he did not play against us the other night because um, who knows what that game could have been because Swayman left, let in a couple, uh, a couple of duds there. But um, – Oh, yeah, Swayman's pads were awesome. I made a tweet about that. They look sick with those jerseys. 
But yeah, Olmark is having a year, and so is speaking Sorokin, of goalies, did you? Uh, well, did you see the Carolina goalie, Piotr Kuchi? Yeah, Kuchi after the game, <laughs> his first. I, win. Yes, I don't remember what he said, but I know it was funny. He, it was. It was like the the whole arena could hear him or something. Yeah, he like, he was getting interviewed after the game. All right, back to, back. To, here's here's the facts about the state of coming right now. Craig Anderson is not going anywhere. He can't. He's not. You're not move. You're not sending him down. You can't send him down. You can't trade him. You you're you you have Craig Anderson. Craig Anderson is your backup. He's here. Like fact. Other fact. You have two goalies who one of them needs a spot. One you just paid. One you we've had in our system for a long time who's shown glimpses of being a a solid goalie, but also has shown glimpses of not being a solid goalie. But one of them I needs think... a spot and one of them can't. You can't have three goalies on a roster. You can't scratch a goalie, right? You can, but here's the problem. You get three scratches. And right now we got Casey Fitzgerald, who could fuck off for all I care, but he's obviously he's clearly that. a favorite. Yeah. Vinny and Rasmus Asplund. So the yeah. only way to be able to do that is you send one of those guys who already scratched down to Rochester. And it would be hard because, well, if you send Casey Fitzgerald, then you have no depth D if anything happens. Um, it, yeah, it's, it, you can't and, you, you can't have three goalies on a roster. Like, it's just and Vinny Hina shows up. Like, do you send him down to the minors? Like, I don't think he'll get claimed just because he makes a little more money than he should be. I think he'll get claimed. Vinny will get claimed, definitely. All right, well, no. whatever happens, a move has to be made in the sense of in waivers or trade. Like Malcolm Subban is playing great this year as well in Rochester. So if you're looking down a little deeper down the ladder, his spot's going to be in jeopardy now. I don't know. You either trade Comrie, could you trade Comrie for a pick? I don't think they trade him. It's what either they they risk waivers or they move on. They need to make a trade, even if it's like Olison, which I don't think they'll do. Um, Asplund, who could be valuable to some, he was he had a selkie vote last year. I'm sure. Why would they trade them? So we. <clears throat> Just for the spot for the third goalie, um, it's I don't know. I feel like it. I have we ever had three goalies on the roster? Not We've never had a situation call. like this. I mean, this is a definitely a weird one. Yeah, I don't know. It's really something think... that we knew that would happen if when we signed uh, Anderson again. Like I love Craig Anderson. Don't get me wrong, but like he can't go now. Anymore. We're in this pickle. Because yeah. he could have easily retired last offseason. Maybe he could have still been around the team, maybe in Craig a coaching position. In the NHL and safe percentage. Yeah. Say what Wait, you don't want get me wrong. He's, he's doing great. But now we're in this pickle, and it's like, I don't know. It's it's really, I don't know. I really well, don't know what to do. Lukanen's two-way, right? Yeah, they could send Lukanen down to they Rochester. Send him down, give Comrie another 
see where Comrie's at. If Comrie plays well, then you think about it. If he plays bad, I don't know. I don't know. It's. I mean, that's your best option is sending Lucanen down where you're not risking. I don't waiting. think you can. I don't think you can. He's too good right now. He is. He has won this team at least he, he two, two three games. He just yeah. like he. I don't think you can do that to Lucanen unless you really don't like him, which I don't think Kevin Adams is a big fan of Lucanen. But like, you can't throw out what he's been doing as of recent. So. Well, then you're going to have to risk waivers with Comrie or you're going to have to free up a, a spot. Yeah. It's as simple as that, but there's a lot of there's a lot of thinking that needs to be done with uh, I'm I'm sure they have a plan for this. They can't they couldn't have called up Lucan in and thought of every possible outcome. So I trust Kevin and them to do what's right. And if they don't do what's right, then oh well. It happens. They will do what's wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's just a – it's not a bad problem to have, honestly. Yeah. Craig Anderson's Lucanen, uh, playing good. Lucanen's playing good. Comrie has yet to get a fair shot with this team, in my yeah, he's opinion. Really, he's been – he's been on – he was he was basically played every game that Samuelson was out. And I know Darlene missed a game, and we've been having, like – Lawrence Pilot, who just got sent down and clear waivers. So, I don't know. There's a lot to think about. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up in a few minutes, but um, I think we need to make some New Year's resolutions for this team. And um, I don't think we'll do it looking into the end of the season. I think we'll do it. It's December thirty first. The clock is winding down. Twenty twenty four is around the corner. So you're looking at what can we? Where do you where do you want to see our yeah. team? Where do you want a to year see from now? Leaders? A year from now, what what do you want to be a fan of? What well, do you want the record to look like? Um, for this, well, for the run, end of this regular season, I I want to see uh the kids keep improving. It, it, like we talked about, it's not fun watching them stapled to the bench. Um, I I think uh, for a team standpoint, I hope next year. Right now, we're talking about we're in a divisional playoff spot. Hopefully, Boston falls apart or something. But we'll just have to see about that. Um, hopefully, there's some new faces and some faces gone. I'm not gonna say names. Um, I don't think playoffs I don't want to put the high expectations of playoffs because right now a team like Florida Panthers they have two less points than the Sabres but three more games played but they're still the Florida Panthers they still have a lot of talent on that team and I don't think they're out of it they still got another half season to go just like we do so I don't know there's a lot of teams fighting for a spot right now, so I don't want to put that pressure. But a year from now, I, I definitely want to be talking about trying to be top two or three in the division, not not a wild card. How about you, Zach? 
a year from now, I would like to be. See, for division, it's hard to put a lot of. It's hard to. Bruins show no signs of falling apart <laughs> right now. It does not seem like they are falling apart. Toronto as well. Toronto is going to be one of the best teams in the Atlantic every year. And Tampa is Tampa. And I don't think you could ever count Tampa out. But it, a year from now, I would like to be with a little, have a little more padding on our above 500. I'd like to be a consistent one or two wild card spot. I don't want to see us slip out of the, out of the wild card spot because I want to be, it's just hard to be in the top three in the Atlantic, our division mm-hmm. East, East in general, but I would like to be a wild card spot the whole year. I would like to see Dylan Cousins signed to an extension. And hopefully Rasmus Stalin get him a year early. I would like to see J.J. Paterka and Jack Quinn stepping up in prominent roles in the offense on the power play, making their own little bubble in our game. Um, and I would like to see – we need more fan nights, like a bobblehead giveaway. Have we had a bobblehead giveaway yet? No. I don't think so this year. Cheap fanny packs. <clears throat> I'd like to see a bobblehead giveaway. That's that's what I that's my New Year's resolutions for the Sabres. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely want to see the arena pack too. It was nice uh, that Detroit game. Oh, it was, we had the go heads on, and after that terrible blizzard that we'll get into real quick, but um. Yeah, it was just really nice to like be able to hear the fans when something good or bad happened. Let the refs know. I know there was like a pretty terrible call on Paterka for embellishment. That no, it was a there was a call on power for just standing there. Yeah, that too. There was a, a couple bad calls at the and just hearing the fans roar, regardless positive or negative, it's just good to hear. And you can definitely tell the team like plays better. When they have a full barn, so you know, just a couple things here and there. Yeah, it was nice to see all the fans come out, especially after the blizzard. Uh, they did a moment of silence for the for the thirty eight thirty nine people who died in the blizzard, which is is crazy and it's hard to think about. And obviously, that's the risk you take living in in Buffalo. You you get bad weather, but this I I've never seen anything. Like what we saw and devastating damage done to the city, the city that we call home, the city where our favorite hockey team plays. So, um, yeah, it was nice to see the building come together and everyone out again. And it was it was really a exciting game to be at. Uh, fuck our mayor, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, he should uh step down, but uh. This is a Sabres podcast, so we'll, that's all we'll say. <laughs> Politics podcast is not on Spotify yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you're the mayor of a city that is known for blizzards. I mean, there's tons of cars on the streets, parked. I don't know. I'm not the mayor. I don't know his job, but uh, yeah, 39 people dying. Obviously, it's nothing to to laugh about or. Yeah, that number could have uh, could have been a 
shrunken, definitely. And there were things that could have been done. But also there was uh, – it's just – it's, it's just hard to – I don't know. The whole thing is just sad. I mean, obviously, I drove around days after, and there were still cars, and I couldn't imagine. Luckily, my family was not affected by anything horrible. I mean, like, I got some family in Buffalo that had some no heat and had to deal with, like, flooding or coming in. My college house, which is being held up by – I don't know what I don't know how it's standing. I thought you were gone. I thought if you got hit hard, it was over. <laughs> Thankfully, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. Uh, there was snow coming through all the windows. So, yeah. Um, what well, we're we're gonna leave a donation link at the top of the description. If you haven't donated already, there's a lot of people in need right now. A lot of people affected. So, if you're in a position where you can uh, give a few bucks, that'd be great because this is a it's a very sad time for a a good city so yeah Yeah, i agree uh this has been episode 20 of the goat heads podcast thank you all for listening if you are listening if you're watching thank you for watching if you're an apple Um, uh, music user i don't know what's going on i've been uh our our past couple episodes haven't been publishing on there. I'm trying to get that figured out, but uh, till then we're available everywhere else, YouTube as well. So make sure you like it, leave a comment. Um, Spotify better anyway. Yeah, it, grow up. If you're on Apple I've Podcast, grow up. I used yeah. to use Apple Music, and I've used Spotify, and Spotify's way better. So yeah, grow maybe up. we won't come back Apple Music. Yeah, it's our it little was, statement. It's a contract. I want a Joe Rogan contract, and then we'll make our podcast for you. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up. Thank you all for watching. I hope everyone had a safe new year and happier winter holidays. Generic winter holiday, not a specific one. Um, we'll see you all next week. Go Sabres.